First of all, it comes down to operating with intention. So um, just as we schedule, like we know we have to work during certain hours, we know we have to go to school during certain hours, and, and we, get, we, we put that on our schedule, whether mentally or um, physically or you know, electronically, uh, leave, you know, make space for these things, these newfound activities or newfound practices that have helped you during the pandemic. I mean, it's reclaim your life, take control of your life. I mean, things, this is not going to be the last crisis that you face. So, and you can't stop. So I would say, first off, be intentional put it in your schedule those things that have really worked for you those things that you don't want to give up and shouldn't have to give up hi i'm sandy fowler and you're listening to mighty parenting a podcast where we explore parenting in a way that helps us and our kids find more happiness and fosters emotional wellness even while solving problems with our teens and young adults We learn through advice and stories from experts and other parents, and I'm so glad you've joined us. So welcome to Mighty Parenting, where we have real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults in today's world. A quick tip from Trumi. As parents, we fear our kids making mistakes. We don't want to see them hurt, disappointed, or have them miss out on an opportunity due to making a mistake. And the older they get, the bigger the stakes, and the greater our fear. And yet, The way that they learn is through those mistakes. So think back to your own mistakes. Who would you be now if you never made those mistakes? Right? Those are important. They're part of how we learn and who we become. So let your kids make mistakes. When you see something happening, just take a deep breath or two or ten, whatever you need to do, and let them learn. When it comes to technology, the same is true. Our kids need to learn how to live safely with technology. So Trumi has created a safe smartphone that grows with your child right through their teen years and beyond. In fact, my 26-year-old is experimenting with mine right now. You can learn more at Trumi.com and use the code MIGHTYPARENTING, all in caps, to get $50 off your smartphone order. And if you want to know more about my thoughts on using TrueMe to help you in your parenting, pop me an email at connectatmightyparenting.com and I'm happy to share. Today we're chatting with Carol Maletta. Carol is a parenting strategist and consultant. She created the Parent 411 where she engages parents and awakens the joy in their journey with her fresh approach to addressing challenging behavior, building strong family connections, and fostering children's success in school and life. She is a five times best-selling author, and her latest release is The Parenting Odyssey, Trials, Treasures, and Triumphs of Parenting in a Pandemic. And today she is here. She's going to share some wisdom on parenting through these challenging times. So Carol, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Mighty Parenting. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. So we have been here parenting in a pandemic for, well, even at the time we're recording this, it's, we're past the two-year mark. So probably more like two and a half when we go live. And while we're not in that panic state that we were in at the beginning of 2020, we're still dealing with incredibly challenging situations and a ton of unknown and things flexing and changing constantly. I know in our house, we still feel like we're kind of in limbo. 
my kids feel like they're waiting to start their lives. And we've also all been, and definitely again in my house, challenged with some mental health aspects of the pandemic. So that's what I'm seeing. And I'm curious if you're hearing the same thing and if there are additional things that you're hearing from parents and teens, like what people are struggling with around this extended time of being in pandemic. Well, certainly people have grown weary of it. And, you know, on the one hand, some some are feeling like, you know, I'm just done with it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going to, you know, get back to life. And, you know, like, and, and, and I even, I've also seen um, on social media, it among some folks in my community that are now growing skeptical of it. Like they, they're just finding these different ways to, to, to deal with it. Like they're dismissing it and, and all of that. But, um, on the other hand, most of the families that I have talked to and that I've interviewed um, during this um, period of time, they are just, they're reclaiming their lives, but they're doing it responsibly. And they're just, they're deciding that, you know, COVID is going to be with us for a long time, probably in some form, and we still have to live. So how can we do that in a smart way that keeps us safe? but allows us to, to fulfill our dreams and, and just really live life um, in a meaningful way. And I do love to hear that. That's what we're trying to do in our world is just kind of going, yeah, you know, what, what makes sense and balancing mm -hmm. some of the, the risks, because yes, there are COVID risks, there, when there was also just a nasty bug going around where we live this winter, left you coughing for like two months, mm. you know, so there are risks of those kinds of things. And as I said, you know, there are mental health challenges with staying at home. Families are dealing with school issues in person, not in person, trying to do school online, just those things changing. And I know Carol, that in your work, you are really amazing at helping parents create strong foundations. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about how you see uh, a path for us to really create a strong foundation for our families to help our kids and us move forward in that healthy way? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in my work with parents, it, whether coaching or in webinars, I often refer to a model that I created to really give children um, a strong foundation um, for life. I mean, in crisis and outside of crisis. And, uh, and it applies throughout their lives, even, you know, when you have teenagers and, and, and young adults. And so uh, the first one is connection, because right from the beginning, there has to be that that foundational relationship. Um, and you're just, I, I call it, you know, making room for the magic of really getting to know your child and forming those relationships, exploring who they are, helping them explore who they are. 
And, and then there's communication, which has to happen. And, and, it's, um, and it's mutual, an opportunity to build mutual respect and engagement. Your parents are looking and listening um, and not just talking to their children and telling them what to do. And then uh, the next uh, C is to give them a compass. That's really giving them boundaries. So you're informing and empowering them to, to go about um, life and tackling the challenges in their day and, and, and in their life as they get older. And then we all have choices. That's the next C. And so it's all about their presenting options to them and giving them problem solving skills so that they can make informed choices and then uh, be prepared for the next C, which is consequences or outcomes. And they're neither negative or positive. They are just outcomes that follow our actions. And, and they can um, assess, are they happy with the, that the way um, the consequences played out for them or not? Will they do more of those things that um, turned out favorably for them? Or, you know, and avoid those things that didn't turn out um, so well. So, you know, this model uh, really um, can help strengthen them to, um, confront crisis, it doesn't mean that they might not be um, knocked back a little bit, they might be stunned, they might uh, be knocked off course for a moment, but providing this, um, these elements, really incorporating them into your parenting, it can really help them rebound and recover quicker. Well, and that's what life is. Life isn't about having um, a set of skills and a set of tools available to you so that nothing difficult ever happens. It's having those skills and those tools available to deal with, to navigate when things happen. Absolutely. And there's so much you can learn from those are those you know, those tough moments are sometimes uh, the best teachers. Um, you know, they don't feel good at the moment, but when you walk away and reflect on them, it really gives you um, tools you can use going forward. Well, how often do you talk to somebody who's gone through something difficult and they say, I wouldn't wish this on anybody else. I wouldn't choose to go through this again. And yet, I so appreciate what I got from this experience. Very often, very often. And I can certainly say that myself too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think, so this is your 5C model that you talk about, these five Cs, connection, clear and concise communication, compass choices and consequences. Mm -hmm. And I feel like during the pandemic, there's been a lot of a lot of stress and strain in in kind of um, a, a core part of our being. So it feels like the connection might be an essential place for us as parents to be looking at right now to go, how well are we connected? Because even I know I've talked to parents who, 
they felt like they had good relationships relationships with their kids. And then again, these last two years of parents also having to take on additional roles as teacher and their extra, the parents' extra stress from work or financial changes or whatever, it, it seems like that connection's been strained. So let's go there. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little about what we can do if we felt like maybe we didn't have a great connection to start with to, to build that, or even if we do have one, how we can strengthen and grow that with our kids. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, this is definitely an area that a lot of parents focused on for the reasons that, you know, you just laid out, they realized that they had more work to do that they weren't spending enough time on it because, you know, ordinarily before the you know, pandemic started, you know, we were just rushing to go here and there. It's probably the same way where you live, just competitive. You have to have your child in the right school. They have to be in the right extracurricular programs. You know, just, you know, you're just shuttling them off to this activity, the other activity, and and there just wasn't a lot of time for real connection beyond talking about, okay, this is what you have to do next. And so, with everyone having to uh, settle in at home and not really knowing initially how long that was gonna be for, it was an opportunity to get to know these people that you've been living with, um, some of whom have you know, become almost uh, strangers. And so um, it's, you know, it's an opportunity to just, even, even if you hadn't been spending a lot of time with your children before, hadn't been connecting with them in a real way, to just, acknowledge that and just um, express, you know, interest, genuine interest and, and just sit down and listen and be interested in who they are and, and what they're thinking about and, you know, what their, what their concerns are, particularly about the, the, um, the pandemic, what their, what their um, stresses are about it. Um, I, I was speaking at a conference the day before the national shutdown and um you know somewhat one of the parents talked about the possibility that uh her children would be home for a couple of weeks right (laughs) and (laughs) and um she and her husband are entrepreneurs that work at home and what are they going to do with their children and and all and i said that day even there might be a silver lining in this because we really need to slow down and connect with our children. And, um, and so for the most part, most of the parents that I've talked to have, have found that to be the case and, and all as much of a nuisance as it had been to actually have to oversee their online learning, they learned some new things about their children as students that they didn't get to see before. Um, because they don't spend that time, those hours with their children during the day. So they, they were able to see their children in a new way and their and children were able to see their parents in a new way. They didn't, they didn't know what they did when they went off to work and how they conducted themselves. So, um, it's, 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 you know, it's brought some opportunity. It's certainly brought stress, but once we took care of the safety protocols and all of that and made sure we had enough food in the house and all of that, it was a great time to connect and build communication. And even now, 
because while things are opening back up, yes, kids are in school. Most people I'm talking to, kids are not in the full activity load that they were pre-pandemic. And so this means that there is still more time than there was before, even as life is getting more back to normal. Mm -hmm. So if we want to, if we want to take advantage of that time and grow more connection, what how do we go about doing that? What are the, what are the things we need to do and maybe things we need to avoid doing? Well, one thing to do is to, you know, invest your time in, in teaching them valuable life skills, because I feel like that's something that was lost in our life pre-pandemic. Today, we find that parents, a lot of them anyway, do things for their children that their children should be learning how to do for themselves. We're really robbing them of valuable opportunities to um, expand their toolkit. Um, and so what happens is then you'll have um, college students that arrive totally unfamiliar with doing their own laundry or, or you know, keeping up with their, their things, organizing their, um, their work, their schoolwork or organizing just their personal belongings, things like that. But um, it's it's an opportunity to explore uh, uh, hobbies that you know you know even parents have have um, pushed to the side because of you know work or or just life happening. But really, just an opportunity to to teach teach your children um, new things, uh, whether they are life skills or exploring their interests, interests that they didn't have time to pursue before, interests that didn't fit into this certain, um, didn't check a certain box that, you know, will look good on college applications or things like that. But at the same time, something that they are genuinely curious about and interested in, and that could really um, help them be, be more well-rounded and more knowledgeable um, about things. So that is definitely a way, um, definitely very important to do during this time. Also, regularly just checking in. Um, I, it's very important to spend special time uh, with your children. And I think that um, a lot of families have gotten away from that, or maybe some of them aren't familiar, where you, you know, you're pretty much setting an appointment, uh, a regular moment when you're going to just um, shut things off parents will shut things down and just tune into their kids get into their world what they're interested in for younger children you're going to play the games they want to play by their rules for a a set period of time you know 20 minutes 30 minutes of course obviously for older um, children it might not be every day it might be once a week but it might be for an hour where you're just going to to tune into them and engage in something where there's a lot of conversation, give and take, and just sharing. And so those are things that we ought to take advantage of this time. And I've also been advising parents this whole time, do not go back to normal. All of these good habits that you're building, particularly in the area of connection and communication, don't throw those away when the world opens up again.
I want to talk about that in just a moment. I just, I really loved what you said about exploring hobbies because there are two sides to that one. One is we can share our interests and hobbies with them. And also we can ask them to teach us about theirs. And that, that feels like it builds a lot of connection because we're sending the message saying you're interesting and you're knowledgeable. I'm asking you to teach me. It does that little bit of role reversal that our kids just eat up. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just another way to um, convey to them that they matter and that they have something valuable to contribute. I mean, we all as humans come into the world uh, needing to have those uh, needs fulfilled, to know that we uh, can contribute, that we are connected to something, and that we count. And another opportunity, this was actually, Dr. Terry Orbach talked to us about marriage. She's been researching it for like 30 years through a National Institute of Health study. And one of the things she said to grow your romantic and intimate relationships was learning something new together. So another option with hobbies is actually talking to your teen or 20 something or tween and having a conversation about what they might be interested in learning how to do with you. And if you're both new, you learn it together. And that is something that she said really also builds connection and and strengthens a relationship. Or if you're someone like me who has struggled with actually finding a hobby, like, you know, you do all these different things and it never really sticks. This could be a great opportunity for personal growth at the same time that you're building that connection. Oh, I definitely agree. And in addition to pursuing hobbies together, it's also um, perhaps for particularly for older children, um, reading books together and then discussing them. Uh, you know, if you're not particularly if you have college students or students, uh, excuse me, young adults that don't live in your home um, anymore, then, you know, via Zoom, you can have pretty much a, a, a book club together and just talk about books and and those things. And you learn so much about um, each other um, that you might that just doesn't come up. Those are insights that just don't come up during the day, during the the course of just living your routine um, lives as a family. No, and I love that idea. I mean, I think about how much I learned about my friends by having book club with them and discussing different topics and in important things, important life views and things like that. I think it would be fascinating to hear from our kids And even something simple like watching a a movie or a show together. I know I did that a lot when my girls were in high school. If they were watching things, I just sat down and watched with them and then started conversations around things the characters did, especially controversial choices they made and things like that. And it's like you said, I learned a lot about what my kids think by just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. Or you know, would you ever do that? Do you know anybody who did that? Really simple comments. And I feel like because it was discussing the character and not them or me or a person we know, they were so open about their thoughts because this 
wasn't a person. This wasn't anybody they needed to protect or feel defensive about or anything like that. It was just a character in a movie or a TV show. So I hadn't thought of that, but I really love the book idea. I think that is fabulous. I also want to go to this comment that you just said, do not go back to normal. And that is so wise because we've had to make changes. So what can we do? Do you have some, some tips for us for maintaining some of the practices that we had, not allowing ourselves to get swept or pushed back into quote unquote normal? First of all, it comes down to operating with intention. So um, just as we schedule, like we know we have to work during certain hours, we know we have to go to school during certain hours and, and we, sched- we, we put that on our schedule, whether mentally or um, physically or you know, electronically, uh, leave, you know, make space for these things, these newfound activities or newfound practices that have helped you during the pandemic. I mean, it's reclaim your life, take control of your life. I mean, things, this is not going to be the last crisis that you face. So, and you can't stop. So I would say, first off, be intentional put it in your schedule, those things that have really worked for you, those things that you don't want to give up and shouldn't have to give up. And then as you go about um, life, um, honor those things, honor honor the commitment that you've made to yourself and to your family about how you're going to live your life. Um, and, And so, as you take on as new opportunities or, or new um, engagements or events um, pop up, uh, you see if it fits into your framework for how you want to spend your day, how you want to spend your week and incorporate, incorporate those things that work and say no to those things that are not going to work. I love that. And sometimes easier said than done. <laughs> there, there can be pressure mm-hmm. from our kids, from society, from school, from coaches. Mm-hmm. Do you have suggestions for helping us hold that space for ourselves and our family? Well, to, uh, I, I guess I could say that the step before actually scheduling, um, you know, your life and um, setting up your life for um, the way you want it to be. Establish your values, get clarity about what's important to you. Um, Create a mission statement for your family uh, about how you all want to interact and engage and just how you want to go um, through life. So if you don't have that already, establish a mission statement for your family, but then also for yourself, like something that has been very useful for my family is holding a vision board session together. Like my husband and I used to do it ourselves 
um, together. And then I used to work with my sons every year uh, going through their um, their vision for what they wanted to accomplish in the coming year in different areas, academically, um, athletically, they were both involved in sports, financially, spiritually, and socially. And so uh, do that, I mean, and write it down. Uh, it doesn't have to be a vision board, but write these things down, your mission, and um, what you hope to accomplish in the next year or over the next period of time. And, and then go that next step of uh, listing the steps. How am I going to, what am I gonna do every day that's gonna contribute just a little bit to making this particular goal, um, set of goals um, come to fruition. And so I just find when you have written it down, when you have, uh, articulated this vision for yourself, it makes it so much easier to, to say no to the, um, the things that don't fit in and yes to those things that are valuable and, and um, contribute to your mission. But if you aren't clear about that, then you just have that struggle. I mean, it's, it's like um, from uh, Alice in Wonderland, as the uh, Cheshire Cat said, if, um, if you don't um if you don't know where you're going any road will take you there so you've got to be clear about where you're trying to go and the way you talked about that that gives us the filter when something new comes up we can look back and go well does this opportunity get me to my goal and and i especially i've never heard anyone talk about having a family do a vision board together just the conversation that would happen around that, again, understanding, you're talking about connection, and, and really a lot of this brings in the, your second C, communication, but this connection of just hearing from your kids what they want, and your kids hearing that you have goals and dreams, that you aren't just yes. there as, as scenery and a backdrop and the the chauffeur, cook, whatever they need at the time, right? I. And that also brings the family together going, well, okay, so what do we as a family want? Or also identifying issues if two people in the family have conflicting goals for the year or, or not even necessarily goals, but even dreams, wants, you know, what do we want to do on vacation? Like just thinking about the year together as a family sounds so exciting and so fun to me. Yes, and it and it allows other family members to to help hold you accountable to, for you to in, accomplish your dreams or to uh, find ways to support you uh, that you know they they wouldn't do ordinarily because you hadn't shared with them what you were trying to do. Now that they know, uh, they can they can operate accordingly. Um, they can give you space when you need it. Or if they, they hear about something, they can say, oh, that's right. I remember my brother is interested in uh, uh, writing his own book. And I just saw this workshop, like it's not something I'm interested in and I would have passed right by it before. But since he told me he wants to write a book, now I know to pass this information along to him. It's that kind of that kind of thing and you know when we started doing that um you know with our with our sons we you know we got our goals accomplished it was it was just fascinating how just doing starting to do it together and not off in our own little corners 
made such a difference for all of us. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and I really appreciate everything that you have shared with us here today, Carol. For anyone who wants to learn more from you, I know we can get your book with the five C's, which of course I will put a link in the show notes for the book, but where can we find you online? Well, you can find me online at carolmaletta.com. That's my website. And the, the book is available at carolmaletta.com slash odyssey 2021, which really is um, a compilation of stories of parents sharing how they coped during uh, this pandemic and how they're continuing to to cope and on social media i am the parenting 411 facebook instagram twitter and youtube and you also have a parenting podcast so would you share that as well oh absolutely it's called the parenting 411 podcast and it's available on most of the platforms where you um, find your favorite podcast like apple spotify iheart all of those Great. Well, thank you again for taking the time to share this with us and to give us some inspiration for getting through the rest of the pandemic time, kind of recovering from anything that's happened and just plain building more connection with our kids. Sure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And Mighty Parents, thank you for being here, for being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Remember that you're here, you're listening, so you are a Mighty Parent. You got this, and I will see you next week. Mighty Parents, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Mighty Parenting Podcast. If you're ready for more, visit MightyParenting.com, where you can get your free email series, How to Talk to Your Teen, with tips for communicating with your teen in a way that builds connection and communication. And of course, remember to share the podcast with another parent to support them on their parenting journey.